1: Yeah. I think she is uh I think I'm so thankful for that because what you're seeing is you're seeing with my wife, I think you're saying the part that my kids love and the part that the, kid, the kids need to see. You know what I mean? That You can be free, you can relax, you can have fun and and it's cool because a lot of people know my wife is serious, but she's not.
2: What a wonderful way to start a podcast. Yes, This is so sweet. A man speaking about how much he loves his wife.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we've been married this year, 17, actually 18 years in August, uh, Courtney and I, which is crazy because I, I, could, I feel like I could snap my fingers it's gone that fast. You know? Yeah, it's, uh, it's so funny that when people see my wife's Instagram, they're like, God, she is out of her mind. She's crazy. But she is definitely one of the the people in my life that's there to help me to not take things so seriously, you know? And, I think one of the great goals of her life has been to teach me to not take myself so seriously. So, I love it.
2: If the voice you're hearing sounds way too familiar, that's a good thing. This is Jason Roy. He is the lead singer of the band Building 429. Although, no matter who you are, the way you have been speaking about your wife, it absolutely rocks. You rock, and obviously so does she.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you for having me on. I'm glad to be here on your podcast.
2: That's so neat. Just to give an example, if every man in the world could just brag on his wife's Instagram. Think about how relationships could be strengthened with just that.
1: Yeah. Well, I do feel like my wife and I just did a marriage conference together. Right. And one of the big things that we talked about was as we we had to develop the curriculum and everything. One of the biggest things we talked about is how we don't talk negative about each other in front of other people. I mean, we just, that's just not part of what we do. We feel like our responsibility is to, is to hold each other's arms up when we get tired. Right. And, And on top of that, she is awesome. So it's easy to talk great about her. I hope she still talks good about me when I'm not at home but I think she is
2: yeah you're probably right about that and you also have two children a boy and a girl
1: I do yeah I have have a 14 year old son who's going to be driving in August Um, we've got a car not a new one an old used one because we're scared to death of what he's gonna you know how many trees he's gonna hit and all but uh, we live back in the woods so you know uh, but but I'm excited. My son's, um he's 14. His name's Avery Roy. And my daughter's name is Haven Roy. She's 12. And um, it's a great season of life. My son actually just came out on the road with Building 429, my band, for the first time as an actual crew guy last weekend. And I, I had to tell him before we got on the bus, like, I love you. I'm excited that you're here. You do understand that I'm going to have to fire you if you don't do your job well. You're not my son. You are, but you're not. You have to do a good job. And uh. I saw my son come to life when that challenge was put on him. He was the first one up and the last one to bed every wow. single day and uh, worked really hard. I, I, I could not be more proud.
2: That's so good, Dad. Wow. Okay. Bragg's on his wife's Instagram. Could not be more proud of his son. Could you be more perfect?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I prom—I promise you, we keep talking. You're going to find some things you don't like. Well, I Not think, perfect.
2: I think that's true for all of us. So talk about your girl, your daughter, Haven.
1: She's a singer, a dancer, a um, dancer she is a chameleon almost she has the ability to imitate people like in in a really unique cute way she has a little instagram channel of of things that she does where she kind of puts her little spin on every person and she's really good at imitating me and and making me laugh at myself. Um, but she's fantastic. And I'm so thankful for her. She's one of these girls that you kind of show her anything. And she picks it up instantly. And, and it's funny because as she's gotten older. You know I've always been one of these guys that was generally pretty good at everything. I Not great at anything. But good at all things you know. Well she's taken that to a whole new new level you know. If we try to play you know board games. Like you're not going to beat her. She's just better. She's so fast. It's crazy to me. So um, life is good right now. We're in Like I said, we're in a great season. I'm very, very happy with, um, the, the, the adults, the young adults that my children are becoming, uh, are people that I think if I wasn't their father, I'd be very respectful of. And I think mm. that's, that's hopefully, um, hopefully we've done some things right. And that's putting them in the right place at the sure. right time. And
2: that's so. the Lord.
1: That's the Lord. It's exactly right. The Lord's provision, his grace, his mercy, because, we're, we're definitely not perfect parents, but, um, but we're definitely thankful for who they are.
2: Well, you've made a conscious decision to really fully participate and be there with them in those moments, which allows us to get real raw real vulnerable, yeah. real, real fleshy. And if you allow God to come into it, you can speak of your family like you are right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that one of the things that we try to do, I come from a divorced family. Um, I come from just kind of a, a little bit of a mess. You know, my wife though, comes from a very stable family. And um, what we've really tried to do is put God in the center of our world, you know, and, and then with God in the center of our world, not be afraid of of subject matter, whatever it may be to talk as, you know, to talk with our children through the things that they're dealing with on a day-to-day basis, um, to talk about disappointment, to talk about, um, you know, relationships, to talk about what does it feel like to be, um, picked on or, or what's it feel like to be the person um, who's struggling? Like for instance, one of the biggest challenges of my life as a father over the last two years has been my son Because I thought I saw my dad do some things that weren't perfect. You know, I thought I saw my mom do some things. God, I wish they'd have just done this. Right. And so I had my chance to do all those things correctly Mm. as I saw it in my own eyes. Mm. And I I always thought that if I did things right, that my son wouldn't have to deal with depression. He wouldn't have to deal with um, self-esteem or anything like that. You know, like those, those things were going to be there, obviously. It's so funny because these last few years, I've just realized that all the things that I tried to do, all the things I tried to remove, all the things I tried to hand him, it didn't take away the fact that this world is flawed and that it slaps us in the face sooner or later. And, and you know, you get stripped to your core, and especially at 13, 14. And, uh, and so I've written a large portion of our new record actually to my son and to my daughter. Um, they won't sound like that when you're listening to it. But a lot of the songs are actually written to them, and it's all the things that I, I can't say to them sometimes that they can't hear when I'm having a conversation. But hopefully, if I can put it in a song, it locks into their head and they can hear it.
2: They were your inspiration. That it is, yeah. Your children influenced your new CD. That's awesome. So you shared about your son and his challenges and your expectations. Didn't you experience some bullying when you were younger?
1: I did. Exactly. It's, um, that's one of the things that's really hard because again, I thought I was going to remove all the obstructions and all the things that were, that were, that were hard for me. And I was going to work really hard to speak words of life and encouragement and, and keep him in the word and fill him full of the spirit of God. And that then maybe he would be able to avoid Those things, and I and I I struggled as a kid big time. Man, I had a lot of of problems when I was young trying to figure out who I was, especially with my father being gone. And my dad was this big, powerful. He was a pro powerlifter. My dad was Texas State Strongest Man. Those were some massive shoes that I couldn't figure out how to fill, and so it, it created in me this this great void of like, who am I, and like, does God care? Does anybody even think I matter? Because people thought my dad was so great that. You know, I felt like maybe I was nothing. And so I spent a lot of my time with my son bolstering him up and like making sure that, you know, with my son, um, I actually want him to win. I actually, want him to beat me. Now I don't, I'm not going to hand him anything, but I want him to win, so he knows what it feels like to to come in first and do But you know, um, I, like I said, the last few years have been very difficult to watch my son struggle with depression and frustrations and doubt and fear and all the things that I worked so hard to make sure he wouldn't have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And and really, what it can has come down to for my wife and I is we believe that we just have to pray him out of it. We just have to keep praying and keep loving and keep telling him you're good, keep telling him you're enough, keep telling him that God loves you and that he has a plan for your life and that and that beyond that, he has a plan for now to use you for his glory. And if we could just get our mindset wrapped around the idea that we don't need to just be asking God to save us from this situation, we need to be asking God to save someone else through our situation. Um, that has really become kind of our cry as we've been struggling through that with our son and, and even with our daughter a little bit.
2: So Jason Roy from Building 429, you've told us a lot about the influence behind all the new music on your new CD. Tell us more. Just give us the story. Tell us about the CD, yeah. why you named it what you named it, yeah, some songs.
1: It's, it's, called, it's called Live the Journey. And it has been the greatest um, challenge of my personal life to begin to realize that it's not about the destination and it's not about how fast I can get there and how quickly I can accrue whatever it is that I want to accrue in my life. It's about this moment that I have now. Mm. And I feel like the biggest, one of the biggest struggling points of my life is that I'm in such a hurry to get so many tasks accomplished that sometimes it makes me frustrated. And then I take that out on people who are not moving at my pace. Right. And, and it's such a hard balance for me because I'm traveling so much and then I'm home for like 6 hours this week and then I had to get back on a plane and take off and in those 6 hours I had so many things to do and there was a moment this week where I really just had to pause and go no wait what is the best use of my time in these 6 hours is it is it going out and you know working on the pool is it going out and working in my shop is it No, it's my kids. It's my wife. And you know what? Maybe some of those things are going to have to wait a little bit, you know? And and so as I was writing this record, I just felt like God just kept impressing upon me um, that I needed to send a message to my son and to my daughter that was a different message than even the one that I was sent as a kid. In, In my world, when I grew up, you had to be strong. You had to be confident. You had to be sure. You had to have the answers. That's what I thought a real man or woman looked like. Right. And as I've grown older, I've begun to realize that the person I I, I can be all of those things. Um, But the person that my wife loves the most is the one who's vulnerable and the one who's willing to say, I don't know. And the one who's willing to admit, I'm not sure that I'm really okay right now, but I'm trusting the Lord through it. You know, and and someone who will look at at his son and say, I know this is hard. I'm not telling you to get over it right now. I'm telling you I'm here with you and we're going to get 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 through it together. Same with my daughter. So anyway, um, I wrote the record called Live the Journey. And um, and the, 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 the title track is a song called The Journey. And, and the chorus says, it's okay not to be okay. We all long for an easier way. But beauty grows in the strangest places, so don't be afraid to stand and face it. It's not when we get where we're going that counts. It's how we choose to live the journey. And that has is kind of permeated the record that we made. It's All the things that I wish I would have known when I was younger put into a record with the hopes that it would meet people my age today who are still struggling with the same doubts and fears that I feel, but also that my son and daughter would be able to hear through music what they have a hard time hearing through conversation.
2: Wow. God is really using you in such a raw way. I want to thank you in advance. This is music we all need. You're putting words and a melody to a message we all need.
1: Yeah. And it's a song I need. Mm. Um, You know, it's this record. I was pushed harder than ever before to, to, Mm. to write those kinds of songs. Uh, and also maybe for the first time in my career, I was okay with it being less generic and more specific, um, because I'm in a band. So sometimes you have to be careful with your subject matter because if I write a song that applies to me, but doesn't apply to the other three guys per se, it can be a struggle, you know, but every song that I turned in was pretty raw and all the guys were like, that needs to be said. I need to hear that. Like one of the songs says, shame doesn't live here anymore. And and, and I, I love that lyric. Shame doesn't live here anymore. doesn't live here anymore. Uh, oh, Jesus, you paid it all. And now your grace it's mine forevermore. It's mine forevermore. Hallelujah. Shame doesn't live here anymore. And that's my story of struggling with shame uh, of, of who I wish I was and who I thought I was supposed to be at this age. And I'm not yet, you know, um, to be able to say out loud, no, no, no satan you have no power here this this wand this 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 evil wand of shame that you kind of try to put over me is not going to have power here I'm, I'm going to trust the lord in that and i know that his grace is sufficient and enough and that's really what was a driving again a driving for i wrote a song about to my wife on this record for the first time in my career um so anyway hmm. i'm excited about it it's called live the journey comes out september the 7th and i can't wait for people to hear it
2: well we look forward to it i remember when y'all just got your first little minivan to drive around in your very <laughs> first remember tour. i remember that and now look you are you are sharing your raw struggles thank you Thank you. We can't wait to hear it. You can actually hear this song right now and see the video for it as well. The song is called You Can, and you can see that at building429.com. I'm Beth Bacall. Thanks for listening to this podcast